the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k23 as always if you haven't yet got your copy hit the link in the description and get your copy of 2k and whilst you're there hit the link to join the discord get involved in the conversation bj and i are back we're going to break down more teams off seasons but we're running out of time before the season begins so we're gonna have to double up and go two for one in each episode moving forward okay so today we're going to keep it in the east we're going to break down the raptors and the atlanta hawks you ready b stay ready mm-hmm. stay ready stay so ready give you a breakdown of the raptors off season so far here are the players that departed utah watanabe we spoke about yesterday in the brooklyn nets svi mckayluk david johnson armani brooks isaac bonga have all left they brought in most notably Bo Cruz from the movie Hustle that BJ have you yet watched? I I have not. I have there we not. go. I got a good I, I got I a good reason answer. why I haven't. No. I have a good reason. This, this is the movie with uh Adam Sandler and those yes. guys, right? Yes. Okay, I went to turn that I went to turn that on. I went to so I have my wife, because you know I'm I'm really challenged when it comes to, you know. Any technology. technology. <laughs> yeah, any any type of technology. I'm really challenged. So my wife and I was like Saturday night. And I said, I want to, I need to see this movie, Hustle. She was like, Oh, you know that movie. So she go to she go to put it on. I was like, how do you know it? So and then um, so whatever. She's she's getting it done because I have no idea how to do any of that, right? And then she turns it on and she's like, let's watch the trailer first. And I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. I was like, I'm not watching this movie. And it, it's like with Adam Sandler and da da da. And, and that it's, it's not Uncut like, Gems. It's a different movie. You, are you saying you've seen it? No, you I don't haven't seen it. No, no. So, I so, but I, 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 will not, I will not watch it. Why not? Okay. Okay. So th- some years ago, some years ago, like many, many years ago, I pitched the idea to the NBA to do the following. I said, you should, we should have an open, you know, scout, like just identifying a player and give that player an opportunity to play in an NBA game starting in the summer league. I, I pitched this to the NBA. It's got to be, what is this, 2022? This has to be over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I and the movie reminded me of that. <laughs> the the storyline. I'm not saying that the NBA did it, but I pitched that to the NBA. And at the time, you know who I pitched it to? Adam Silver, oh. who was the head of NBA Entertainment. Yes, I thought it would be. A, I thought it would be a great before the NBA. Like you know, like okay, we're we're going all around the world with this idea of giving whoever this person may be an opportunity. So it reminded me of that idea. I was like, no, I had this idea twenty five years ago, and then someone made a movie. I mean, and it's, I heard the movie was, I heard it's really good though. I heard it's really good. It is. You should watch it. 
It is yeah, really well, I, I, It's already existed in my mind 20 years ago. I can't watch something that I, I've already thought about. How does it end? I, 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 I'm, I'm sure happily ever after. I'm sure. Nah, see, you don't you don't know how it ends. I don't know. I don't movie. know. But you know I mean? watch. However, I want to send a shout out to Adam Sandler. And, and I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. I've heard great things about it. I heard uh, Anthony Edwards is in it, right? Is yeah. that what I heard? He plays Anthony the villain. Edwards. Uh, Kenny Smith. Uh, Everyone's a lot of NBA. Brad yeah, Stevens heard, heard, is making his acting debut in that movie. Yeah, I heard. I heard it was. I heard it was terrific. I, I it was great, but it reminded me of that moment when I pitched that to the NBA, mm-hmm. and it, it's great. So that's that's why I won't watch it. But if there's anything I need to know, please feel free. You just won't. Want, spoil just, it. It's just good entertainment. Just enjoy the movie. Oh, I, anyway, back to the I, Raptors. I back to the Raptors. Okay. Here's who they added. Bo Cruz, a.k.a. Juancho Hernan Gomez, Josh Jackson, Otto Porter Jr., DJ Wilson, Ron Harper Jr., Gabe Brown, mm. Jeff Dalton, Christian Coloco, and that's it. And they've re-signed Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young, and Justin, I don't know how to pronounce his second name, Champagne. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's French. Mm. Anyway, Toronto Raptors, they're building kind of their own Messiah Jury's vision of basketball with lots of athletic wing players who can play intense defense and really run the floor. They're an interesting team. They're a really interesting team when you look at it because they've got Fred Van Fleet at the point guard, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, who's going to make a leap this year, already having one rookie of the year, Pascal Siakam. They're going to maybe play him at the five. Precious Achua coming off the bench, Chris Boucher. They've got an interesting squad. In my opinion, not good enough to win the Eastern Conference, but also not good enough to miss the playoffs or anything. Not bad enough to miss the playoffs or anything like that. Where do you see this Raptors squad sitting in the East? Do you think they can be top four? Do you think they're going to be playing? I see them anywhere from four to eight. I see them in the middle of the pack. And what I do like about them in Masai is incomplete. I mean, he's one of my... He's one of my favorite people, right? Just he's just one of my favorite people in the business. What I do like about this team, and I and I agree with you, I don't think they are, or should they be, with this current roster, considered the best or to win an NBA championship. However, I do like that they have an identity. It's clear to me what they're trying to do. When they say positionless basketball, when they say length and versatility and athleticism it's clear that's what they're doing mm-hmm. they just want anyone from six seven to seven feet who can play who can pass and who can defend mm-hmm. they are you know when they say putting together an identity of who we are that's what they're doing so <laughs> i i like the fact that they have an identity led by Scotty Barnes and Siakam, which is just incredible. Fred Van Fleet. Well, Fred Van Fleet, but he's not, you know, he's not long or athletic. He's a, he's a smaller player. Yeah, yeah. He's, I he, think the he's, true- he's smaller, but he's also a very tough-nosed defender, and he's the, the one that makes it all tick over. You know, it's him plus all of these guys. You know what I mean? They've got him like the general on the floor. Well, I, I, think, I, I think in the short term. However, I firmly believe that this is Scotty Barnes' team. I oh, think yeah. his personality i think eventually 
as much as I love Fred Van Fleet, I th- I'm a, I, I, I love the way he plays. I think he's tough, da-da-da, so forth and so on. The future of this franchise lies in Scotty Barnes with him at the lead guard position at his size. I think you're going to start with him. You're going to start with players that look like him, size. There's going to be able to switch literally one through five, and they're going to play. They're going to play from that standpoint of saying, we're going to defend, we're going to rebound, and we're going to share the ball. We're not going to be worried. We're not going to worry about three-point shooting and spacing and all those things. We're just going to be long and athletic because when you get to the playoffs, you got five guys who can literally switch one through five and play the way that they play or the way Scotty Barnes plays. You, that's a problem. This is and what I, I was going to say. Like this. Being able to switch one through five is a cheat code in the modern NBA. Because so much of it is screen roll. So much of it is, you know, guys like Steph Curry moving off the ball. If you can afford to switch everything, that nullifies a lot of what other teams run on the offensive side of the ball. So I like the vision. Right now, the trade rumors are swirling that the Raptors will be the team that eventually gets Shai Gujas Alexander out of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shai, of course, being born in Toronto, Canadian. Do you see Shai Gildas Alexander fitting on this team with the Raptors? If Fred Van Fleet is not the long-term solution, bringing in Shai Gildas Alexander to be the point guard of the future for this squad, or even the two guard of the future for this squad, if Scotty is going to run point, or even if Fred stays there? Well, I want to go back to your previous statement. The cheat code of the NBA is switching one through five. Everyone switches one through five now. Yeah, and they get cooked. Yeah, everyone there's, switches there's a, one through five. But, but there's a difference uh, between having guys there, comfortable there, there, there's so, one through five. There's so and, much. I'm going to be, okay, I'm going to be 55 for just a little bit. Everyone switches one through five now, which is so irresponsible to me as a defensive, on the defensive end of the basketball, because you're switching your point guard with the five and they're just walking by each other. They're not even screening each other. You you just pass off. It's soft switching. <laughs> The cheat code, if you will, is when you can actually match up. The NBA game was designed and is designed to match up and create mismatches. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes, Siakam, and what they're doing is they're actually able to defend one through five. Yes. There's a difference, switching one through five and defending one through five. Well, well switching one through five in, in the sense that they're comfortable with that matchup then once the switch has occurred, whereas other teams, you're not comfortable, even if they have switched, you're not comfortable with that matchup. The reason, yeah, yeah, the reason the Warriors are interesting on the defensive end is because they actually match up when they switch, right? You, most teams will do a one-five screen roll with the idea if we can get our one guy to come off the screen and you switch with your five guy, it should be an advantage for the one guy on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. When you do that with the Warriors, the Warriors feel it's an advantage for us to do that. Draymond Green is now guarding your point guard. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the difference. So why is everyone imitating and, and there's only one Draymond and, Green? And the other thing about the Warriors is when they started that run, it wasn't just Draymond Green, though. When you look at the teams they had, with the exception of Stephen Curry, when you had guys out on the floor, when you had the Sean Livingstons, Clay Thompsons, Andre Godalas, Harrison Barnes, they could all switch and be perfectly comfortable. Because they all could def- that's my that's my point. 
Switching is one thing, matching up is another. When you can match up on the other end, that's a significant advantage. Yeah. I was really nervous last year for the Toronto Raptors. I was actually nervous for the Philadelphia 76 I, I thought they'd beat the Sixers. Because of the matchups. Not the talent. Joel Embiid was without question the best player in the series. Yeah. But the matchups everywhere else, I was like, wait a minute. This could be a this could be a major, major problem because of their ability. Now, your other question, which is uh, what was your other question? Um, we're talking about the Shy goes Alexander. Yeah, Shy. Okay, yes. Thanks for reminding me. I don't think I don't think Shy is going anywhere in OKC. I think that's just a pipe dream. Why? I, I don't. I, why? Because they've got too much invested in him. Mm-hmm. The OKC. So they're going to invest in him. Go through this draft process. Go through now. They're going to be in another situation where, in my opinion, clearly they're not going to be trying to get to the playoffs. Maybe get through one more draft with 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 your guy Victor coming, yep. you know, as, yep. as the prize. And then from there, I think they go. So I think, I think, you know, you know, shy, you know, will will stay the course with them. I think it's a nice, I think it's nice for them to identify him, but I, I don't think they're, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he is from Canada. We can connect those dots and say, yay, yay, yay. But why, why would they do it? And if they did do it, then you're going to have to give away Scotty Barnes. That's the only. Mm. And I well, don't they refuse to Scottie give Barnes away Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant. So that's what I'm saying. I don't see that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think. Looking at the, I, I don't think. Looking at the books happening. for the Toronto Raptors. They have basically everyone under contract for this season and next season. And after that, the only players under contract will be Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, and Chris Boucher. So they have some level of um, cap space in free agency in 2024, in the summer of 2024, which will be interesting to keep an eye on. But let's go across the Eastern Conference down to the ATL. Now, we've spoken about them quite a bit, and we've spoken quite a bit about DeJounte Murray and Trey Young and how that's going to fit. Let's have a look at the players they've lost and the players they've gained because there has been significant roster turnover for the Atlanta Hawks. The players that they have lost, Sharif Cooper, Shondi Brown Jr., Georgie Deng, Jiang, sorry, uh, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Kevin Knox, Timothy Lualu Cabarro, Skylar Mize, Lou Williams, who is a, still a free agent, and Delon Wright. And they've brought in Armani Brooks from the Raptors uh, as a uh, as, as a free agent, Jared Culver, uh, Malik Ellison, Tyson, Etienne, Trent Forrest, AJ Griffin Jr., who was the number 16 pick in the draft, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, Vit Krejcik, um, Tyrese Martin, DeJounte Murray, Chris Silva. And that's how they're looking. That's a lot of rotational guys I just mentioned. But essentially, for the Atlanta Hawks, we're left with Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella as their starting lineup. Coming off the bench, you've got Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Onyeka Okongwu, Frank Kaminsky, AJ Griffin as well, thrown in there for good measure. Where do you see the Hawks? Because they went from being Eastern Conference finalists then two seasons ago to being a play-in team last season. 
it's hard to gauge with these. It's also hard to gauge the fit. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to cut it off. I think this is a play in team. Play it. All, yeah. All of At this best. getting to the Eastern Conference finals. You know, you, you, you need matchups. Okay. You, you, you have to have good fortune as well when you win in this league. You know, very rarely do you have, a player or team that just regardless of who they play, they just can just go through and play. Sometimes you do. Sometimes there are those players. However, with most teams, you need a favorable matchup or you need a matchup where you can find something or you can exploit something that works in your favor. When the Atlanta Hawks got to the finals, everything just worked for them in the far as the matchups. They just, I'm not taking away anything for their team. That team got to the Eastern Conference Finals, well-deserved. They were there. However, I don't think that was an Eastern Conference Finals, finals team. team. No, they were I don't think of, that was a team. They, they, played I, I think, the, they played the New York Knicks in the first round. And we all saw how the New York Knicks turned out the following season, right? Then they played the Philadelphia Philly, 76ers in the second Philly. round, in which the entire team, not just Ben Simmons, but also Ben Simmons, had a meltdown in that series. And then they ended up in the Eastern Conference Finals against an injured Milwaukee team. Remember, Giannis had that injury. Yes. And yes. they ended up losing. So I agree. I I know they got yeah. to the Eastern Conference so, Finals, yeah. but I don't think they were a caliber, a conference. Yeah, I don't think so. Sport. I think this is a team. I think this is a team that they will be, you know, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. And can, can they score? Do they have players who can carry games or quarters? Absolutely. I mean, this is a, this is a this is an offensive team led by Trey Young, right? Now they have Deontay Murray and you know Collins and so forth. But when you're talking about who they are, they're not a defensive oriented group. They're not a team that's gonna, you know really grind the game out they are explosive they really can shoot they can get out and run they can do some things i think they will be a a, a, a team that you have to really play you know you gotta you gotta be you gotta be aware of them you know you can't come into the game like oh because this team could they can beat anybody however i don't think they are better than the top teams and i don't think they can grind the game out they haven't shown that yet so We'll see. I think if they get into the playoffs, six, seven, eight, I think they would be very happy with that. I think if they squeak into the playoffs in a play-in, I think they would probably consider that, you know, a disappointing season. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, obviously, bringing in DeJounte Murray, because you talk about their defense not being a defensive team. Bringing in DeJounte Murray was obviously an effort to improve on that end, especially at the guard position so that he can cover the other team's best ball handler whilst somewhat trying to hide Trey Young, who is not a good defender at all. But they've got Clint Capella, whose goal for this season is to be an All-NBA defender, and he's proven himself solid as a rim protector in this league. Um, Hunter and Collins, I believe they're not negatives on the defensive side of the ball. So when you look at the starting unit, at least, Trey Young is really the only negative on the defensive side of the ball, in my opinion. So... Maybe we see an improved defense, and they've got a good coach in Naaman Millen, who's obviously very defensive minded. So, do you think adding Dejounte Murray can help boost that defense and him come in and really set the tone? Listen, this is what I think. 
Deontay Murray is a lead guard. Okay, this playing this guard thing or whatever, you know, now they, you know, you have smaller players, just like when you saw Damian Lillard and and CJ McCollum. I love Deontay Murray's size and what he does as a lead guard. However, when he starts playing at the two guard position, that's a different defensive assignment. Clay Thompson, who prior to the injury did that better than anyone. The difference is he has size. That's a, that's a, he has size mm-hmm. to be able to defend multiple players. When you have smaller players, Deontay Murray can't be more than 200 pounds. And he's not the same size as Clay Thompson. If you're going to use him as one of the, you know, standards. Now, when you start going into the Eastern Conference, I'm looking at Jimmy Butler. That's a, that's a good size guard. I'm looking at James Harden. That's a good size guard. I'm looking at Kevin Durant. That's a good size guard. Chris Middleton. I I, I smaller guards when you start playing against the elite. Demar Derozan. You get you get what I'm saying here, Mo. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, to his credit, he was the second team All Defense player previously in his career with a six, as a lead guard. Spent. Yes, as a lead guard. I'm going to repeat: as a lead guard, when you start a six six wingspan playing against a six six guy, that's zero. <laughs> a six six wingspan playing against Trey Young advantage you. Mm-hmm. It, there's a difference. Okay. He, Jalen Brown, these guys are big. They're, they're, they're big. RJ Barrett, now Siakam, 6'6 wingspan. Now is he's playing against Siakam, advantage Siakam. Playing against Fred Van Fleet with a 6'6 wingspan. Okay, I like my matchup now. <laughs> I like that matchup. That's the difference here. So I, I like him. Now, I don't know what they're going to do as far as trying to hide players, because if it's one player or one position you can't hide, that's the point guard position. Why? Because every position or every guard, they're very, it's very rare where you have guys like Tybo and these guys playing a lot of minutes at the guard position today, because it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, I mean, you got some bigger guys now starting to implement themselves into this era. But for the most part, every guard can score. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So trying to hide a smaller player now to me is more difficult than ever. Well, talking of guards being able to score, how do you see the offense working for the Atlanta Hawks? Because we all know what Trey Young is capable of. They're, they're, we know what he can get, do. They're just going to play fast. Yeah, they're going to. But play Dejounte fast. Murray try to play play faster. Isn't really much of a floor spacer when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Do you see the primary ball handling duties being more Dejounte Murray with Trey Young trying to play off the ball, or more Trey Young with the ball in his hands? I just think they're going to try to play fast and generate as many possessions as they possibly can. I the way that they play today, I don't see that being a problem. The way that they play today. Now, however, if you would have said 15 years ago, 
it, it'll be a problem because Deontay Murray, in my opinion, needs the ball in his hand because he's a, he's a really good player. He can come off screen row. He can create a little bit. He could get out. He da da da. However, today, the way that they play, they'll be throwing the ball up two or three passes. Shot goes up. There'll be enough possessions for everyone that the way that they're going to play. And I think Deontay Murray will have an opportunity to play a lot of backup guard. I think he will play a lot of them. So I think for 48 minutes, you'll have the primary ball handlers being, being you know, uh, Trey Young and Deontay Murray. So I think they will share that responsibility. And then when they play together, they'll just kind of play off each other, play as fast as you can. That's what that's what most teams, most coaches will do to solve that problem. Okay. Well, seeing as we've spoken about the Raptors and the Hawks in this episode and i know how much you love playing the hypotheticals game bj i'm going to ask mm-hmm. you a hypothetical question okay in a seven game series between these two teams who toronto. wins and in how many games toronto, toronto in how many games five. in five 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 or six toronto okay. wins i, hear I think it. they win but i think defensively they're better defensively they'll be more responsible they're longer and I, I just think they are on the defensive end alone. Now, it doesn't mean that Atlanta can't get hot and so forth and so on. Injuries happen. But if everyone's healthy, as the rosters are currently constructed, I think the Toronto Raptors in pop. Okay. Well, that sounds good. We're going to have more of these preview episodes coming your way. So stay tuned. The next episode will be the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers. So stay tuned. Don't oh. go anywhere. Unless there is some sort of major news story that we have to do an episode for. But we will be talking about the Nuggets and the Clippers, two teams with a lot of injuries that are now coming back, could be contending. So we could go into that right now. We're going to have to wait until tomorrow's episode. So make sure you follow the podcast or subscribe wherever you're listening to the show. Don't forget to join the Discord. Don't forget to get your copy of 2K. In the Discord, you can leave your suggestions for us to discuss on the podcast as well as we'll be answering your questions, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you keep it locked. Bija and I will be back tomorrow with another episode. And until then, my good people, you know the vibes. Get buckets.